The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. And yes, once again, uh, I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot. This is the latest uh, episode of the TWBC Podcast, so glad to have you on board. And uh, I have a real special guest uh, lined up uh, for for this episode, uh, uh, Australian Tricker, who now resides uh, on the west coast of the United States of America and is still one of the uh, the top prospects going into the men's tricks event uh, in this world championship. Uh, it is none other than Josh Bryant. How are you doing, sir? I'm um, good, thanks, Tony. Can't complain. Good, 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 good. Well, I'm sure there are plenty of other people out there who do have cause for complaint, what with the COVID and everything. But uh, but you being based in the western uh, part of Australia, uh, of the United States, kind of kind of gives you a little bit of a safety buffer in so far as being able to travel, because there are a lot of people that are still stuck and can't get out of Australia or New Zealand. And even if they could, the chance of them getting back. Uh, uh, quickly enough is just not there right now uh yeah it has been a little challenging getting in and out of the country uh, with everything going on uh, my state new south wales actually just announced they're opening up um, their borders um to some degree so for australian citizens at least i can't remember if it's for they call it freedom day don't they yes um november 1st i think is when um we no longer have to do like hotel quarantine we can do at home quarantine so it makes it a lot easier um, getting back. A lot more flights will be opening and all that. So I should be able to go back for Christmas, which is good. But at the moment, still challenging. And for a lot of the other states, still a bit of a, um, a struggle getting in and out. And certainly uh, with the World Championships around the corner, uh, Australia and New Zealand are quite fortunate to actually have the exemptions and everything to bring uh, a few of their skiers from Australia to pair up with the skiers that are already in the United States uh, uh, getting ready to compete in these championships. Uh, How do you rate uh, Australia's uh, prospects in these World Championships so far as a a team uh, competing against the the rest of the world? Uh, Yeah, I think we're coming in... um pretty strong um obviously it was a little bit of a challenge um with who could get here or not but in the end we were able to field a a really strong team um a lot of the members were able to start planning on the waivers and exemptions um a number of months ago and able to um, organize all that in advance Um, we did have some injuries and that made some changes but no we're coming in really strong and i think we're going to do pretty well Okay, I, I, I hear a little twang in your voice. It's, uh, it it seem, seems like uh, America has kind of uh, alt, altered your, uh, your, your, uh, your speaking voice just a little bit there. How long have you been a resident in, in Southern California now? Uh, Southern California, I think three years in November. Um, but yeah, in the U.S. for, well, I was 18, so... Yeah, like seven, eight years now. It's been a long time. And yeah, unfortunately, 
the accent has had to change a little bit because people, they still often don't understand me even now, but I've got used to trying to speak clearer. And yeah, it's definitely changed, which is sad. I go home and people make fun of me. But. Yeah, there are folks in <laughs> Queensland that don't understand people from New South Wales, but that's another matter entirely. So far as uh, your skiing goes, your personal skiing, uh, has it been without its struggles, has it? I mean, you did sustain uh, 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 at least one or two injuries uh, within within the past two seasons, within the past two three seasons. So, how has how has your preparation been, and how you how have you been able to battle on through those instances? Uh, yeah, actually, I didn't realize on the day, but October first was um, four years since I hurt my knee. Um, so that was a bit of a milestone there. Okay. And I also didn't realize until last week that today was my first set here at Jack since I uh, did my knee. So it's all coming full circle at the moment, but just trekking here at the moment. And um, yeah, so that's all been going really well. It was a bit of a, a challenge, obviously. It took a, a long time off the water and then coming back has been a bit of a process. Last year I was really able to... Um, get back to pretty much where I was before in terms of I guess sort of ability I was able to do all the tricks but it's taken me about another year to build up the consistency again and be able to like do the runs how I was doing them before I hurt my knee um, so I was able to ski at US Open earlier this year so that was my first um, pro event back since the injury and uh, so everything's feeling really good now I still I've got a little bit further to go um Mainly, I'm happy with my skiing and feeling really confident with that coming into Worlds. But uh plan for sort of next year, next two years, start competing again, go on a lot more events and um, get that rhythm going again. Yeah, and we certainly look forward to that uh, going forward. The World, Ch- World Championships right here. We're recording this at Sunset Lake, the home of the the World Championships uh, for for 2021. So, I mean, what what do you, what do your runs look like now? I mean, have they changed much in the last four years? I mean, or 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 is that a process of just substituting some of your harder tricks for something a little bit easier to perform, at least to try and, until you get your consistency and speed back? Um, so I'm actually right back, um, exact same runs I had now when I left off um, four years ago. Um, actually, I think I'm coming in with a slightly bigger hand pass than I did at uh, Paris Worlds, which is my last big competition. Um, so yeah, I was able to, over the last year, get everything back and then start pushing um, ahead of where I was. So next year, um, I'll have the goal of finally getting another PB, long time coming. And yeah, start doing some new things. Excellent stuff. So, kind of, kind of, tell us a little bit about your existence within the United States outside of what you do with uh, with trick skiing or or any type of skiing for for that matter. Uh, I mean, because where did you graduate from in in the United States? Uh, so I did my undergrad degree at Rollins College here in Orlando. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I graduated, that that was right in the middle of my um, injury with my knee and. Um, wasn't skiing at the time and yeah so there was a lot of things going on um, I had been planning on moving back to Australia but then a um, job offer came up in San Diego and I moved there like two weeks later no real notice and who was the lucky company um, it's a small uh, company uh, um, real estate lending in San Diego Wilshire Quinn Capital okay Wilshire Quinn Capital it doesn't sound particularly small does it <laughs> it's a good name um <laughs> But yeah, so then I moved there for that work there for a year, um, and 
at the end of that, I was my visa was sort of coming to an end. Um, I would have had to apply for a work visa, and I decided to go back to get a master's degree in um, commercial real estate. And I graduated from that in May of 2020, which was obviously right in the middle of COVID spreading around the world and everything shutting down. So job positions were pretty much non-existent at the time, and I transitioned that into another master's degree in San Diego, uh, which I'm just about to complete in December. Okay, and what, what's that master's degree on? Uh, master's in business administration. Okay, so basically an MBA. Yeah. Okay, and you got the and you got both of these master's degrees at Rollins or or elsewhere? Uh, so yeah, these are at University of San Diego. Okay, UCSD. Okay, so uh, so was it so? Was there was there much of a difference between studying at Rollins and uh, and and USD? I mean. I mean, Ro- I mean, Rollins College is generally regarded in the United States as being one of the best business colleges out there, you know. And and, UC- and UCSD is pretty pretty much up there. So, was there a kind of different vibe between studying in Florida and studying in Southern California? Um, the schools are actually fairly similar, I'd say. The biggest difference is going from undergrad to um, graduate school. Um, but no, Rollins really prepared me really well. Um, coming into these degrees, I've felt really prepared and everything um, when some other people um, without that sort of business background um, have a bit more of a transition period. So Roland's, yeah, really prepared me well for graduate school. Um, they're sort of similar schools in a lot of ways. Um, even the architecture is very similar between the two. Yes. Although Roland's is looking out at, at a lake, um, USD's on a hill looking out over the ocean and the bay. Um, so yeah. that, that sounds idyllic, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's tough living there. Get sunsets every night over the, the city and the ocean, but I struggle through. I survive. Okay, so what? Do you, so aside from skiing in Southern California, what is there to do for fun in in the San Diego area? Uh, well, water skiing's obviously still a big part of it. There's a big water skiing community there, actually. Um, over San at Canyon Diego, Lake. Uh, yeah, well, there's the man-made lakes around the area. There's Canyon and Imperial um, within an hour or two drive. Um, but in San Diego itself, um, San Diego State University, SDSU, has a um, big collegiate water ski team. I think they have something around 80 members at the moment. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a large team. Um, a lot of them just learning to ski, but it's really good for the sport and a lot of involvement. Um, so then there's a lot of people that graduate from there, and they're more around my age, and I was friends with them through college. Um, so they've stayed in the area and we all ski together. Um, and there's been other people moving to San Diego recently. Uh, Storm Selsa, um, a good skier, has moved to the area uh, mm-hmm. in the last year. Erica Lang was living there for uh, six months or so. Um, so water skiing obviously is still a big part of it, but then um, surfing is probably our other biggest thing, and we do that as a, a group as well. The water skiers are typically all um, pretty reasonable surfers or can at least learn it quickly. So pretty much every day, if we're not water skiing, we're surfing, and then most days doing both. Do they do a lot of people around there have this have these you know these uh, these notions of what it is to be an Australian? You know, bowl up on the bowl up along the the, the seafront with a surfboard. Yeah, you come across women Australian acts, and they think you're all you're all that. I mean, are you are you that good of a surfer to hold your own? No, I'm definitely not. Unfortunately. I'm getting better, but back in Australia, I lived about four-hour drive from the coast, 
So I, I sort of learnt to surf there a few times, but um, really I've only surfed since I've been living in the U.S. So I try to make that clear <laughs> as soon as I talk to anybody, and they know I'm Australian that I surf. I try to make it clear that yeah, I'm only sort of beginning, getting right. better, but still working. Well, you're trying to sand, or and then then they probably think you're trying to sandbag them. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I don't know. Depends if they watch me or not. All right then. So your your family in Australia are big big players in the the sport of tournament water skiing. Your father, your mother, your 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 sister. Uh, their their involvement uh, continues on uh, where 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 they are in Australia. I'm get I'm guessing it's either in New South Wales or in Victoria. Yes. Um, yeah, they're in New South Wales, just north of the border. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they're still very involved. Um, we actually hosted um, our Australian Water Ski Nationals at our lake in Mawala um, while I was home there earlier in the year. Um, so, yeah, they're very much involved there. Um, my parents are still involved with running Moomba every year, and hopefully that'll um, get going again internationally for next year. Fingers crossed everything opens up in time. And, um, yeah, my sister still, she's around water skiing. She's a doctor now, so pretty focused on the career. Wow. Um, yeah, they're all still very much involved. All right then. Okay, uh, we'll we'll kind of round off uh, the in- we'll start rounding off the interview around about this point. But from your own personal uh, your your own personal expectations coming into these uh, these world championships here in Sunset Lakes, I mean, I'm get I'm guessing that that ju- ju- just by the sound. Uh, of, of, your, of your speech and everything, that you're fairly realistic about your chances of of gaining gaining a high enough finish in the in these championships. Basically, what I'm saying is, what uh, what would be a satisfactory goal for you you to obtain in these world championships, given given where you are? So, sort of what I keep telling myself, and it is definitely true for the most part, that I'm just happy to be back here and able to do it again i'm really happy with all the preparation i've done everything i've done over the last four years so yeah i'm really happy just to be here and able to do it and skiing as well as i am um having said that i also am slightly competitive so i'm definitely coming into this world's um coming in pretty serious and hoping to do well um obviously there's a huge field out there uh, the last few years since I've been gone, there's just been all these juniors coming up and skiing fantastic, and tricks is always a hard sport. But yeah, I always well, I always aim for number one, and whatever happens after that, I'm happy. Excellent, excellent answer to that question. As a matter of fact, because the one follow-up that I have is this: Let's just say you're on the starting dock in the finals in the men's trick competition. The competitor that went out went out ahead of you. Score, scores two 20-second passes and you realize that in order for you to beat him, you need to swap out a trick, a slightly more difficult trick and, and, sw- and swap it out in order to gain more, more, more over him. It's almost analogous to, to golfing. Do you, go, do you go for the shot or do you, do you lay up and, and settle for uh, a medal that's, that's maybe second or third instead of going for it for for the num for the number one is are you one or the other um yeah so i actually i made this easy for myself by making the decision about a month ago and already put that harder trick in i'm just going from the start with my big run i've got nothing more i can put in at this point so i've come third and i've come second in the past so i figure i might as well go for first 
In for the penny, in for the pound. Exactly. All right, then. Okay, we'll round up the podcast. Thank you very much indeed for participating. But is there anything you want to give so far as a shout-out to, to your folks or any of your fan support team? The mic is yours. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me. It was great talking to you. And, um, yeah, obviously there's always so many people to thank getting me here, all my family and friends and doctors and surgeons and physios. <laughs> wow through all of the US and Australia. Um, big thanks to Nautique who supported me through this whole thing. Um, they've been amazing and yeah, standing with me the whole time. I wasn't even on the water and just working getting back there. Um, yeah, so too many people to list individually, but yeah, thanks to everyone. All right, then. Uh, that was Josh Bryant. My name is Tony Lightfoot, and this has been the latest edition of the TWBC podcast. Until next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.